0: What's happening everybody? Uh, My name is Dan Jackson and I'm here with James B. And we're here to bring you Localist Politics.
1: That's right. Politics that everybody can understand. Talking about today's issues broken down for the common man.
0: That's right. It's very important we all pay attention to what is behind that complicated word of politics.
1: Politics makes you nervous, but politics should be simple.
0: Exactly, it should be. Politicians, they make me nervous
1: they make me nervous
0: politics however is what rules us what governs us what makes the uh, makes the buses uh, go on time it makes the trains arrive on time it uh, paves your roads Uh, politics is is the is what governs all of that
1: without politics there would be chaos there would be no rules there would be no laws you wouldn't have a voice about what's going on in your life but since you do have a voice since you do have a choice to depend on what's going on in your life, you got to take advantage of it. So we're going to make sure that we keep politics local and keep politics simple. That's
0: right. Uh, we are, I guess we'd have to say we're a little bit left of center, which is in Paris, Tennessee, and Henry County is a little, uh, you know, it's we're we're an endangered species.
1: It's dangerous, but somebody got to do it. Ooh, Dan
0: that, and James, we got it. That would have been, maybe that would have been a good name for the, for the uh, podcast. It could have been, Danger, something with danger in it, but
1: danger Dan.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah, we are. I and just so to let everybody know, if you go back and you, uh, if 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 you are, uh, we're fortunate enough that you're listening to us, uh, and go back and uh, and and check out this podcast. Uh, we really want you to know how it was that we got together here, and that is that uh, I write a newspaper column. Uh, for the uh, for the local newspaper, the Paris Post Intelligencer, it uh, skews a little. As I said earlier, left to center. And uh, James here is uh, the current uh, chairman of the Democratic Party.
1: Ah, it's outstanding. I'm so famous. <laughs> Not this is Paris, Tennessee. <laughs> it just means more danger. But <laughs> it does mean more <laughs> just means a little bit more danger. But guess what we said from the beginning of it. Somebody had to do it. And just by the grace of God, me and Dan came across each other and started talking and started realizing that even though we're from different backgrounds, we had a lot of things in common. And so we're coming here back to Paris, Tennessee, to break it down for everybody like you and me. James, where are you from? I'm originally, I'm a Midwestern, man. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, born and raised in Chicago until I was 16. But my dad, he's a Southern guy, and that's how I got introduced to Paris. But being from the Midwest, I've always kind of been a little radical a little bit. You know, my dad was a radical. My mom was involved with the Civil Rights Movement. And ever since then, news and politics has kind of always been my thing.
0: I like that, man. This is See, I'm just getting to know you. And so that is, that is great stuff. Good I had no stuff. idea.
1: Now, okay, Dan, I shared something. You got to share something back.
0: I'm very boring. I'm from Paris, Tennessee. <laughs> I, I went to school at Perrier for a while. I yep. uh, I went to four or five different schools here. That's a, that's about as multicultural as I am. I mean, I'm I'm boring.
1: So now y'all know we are from completely two different backgrounds. But it's amazing how many things we actually have in common.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, I think uh, uh, the one thing we have in common is uh, we we both care about our fellow man. You know, uh, we. Uh, as, I think as when you're left to center uh, you are someone that uh, really wants believes in giving back to your community yeah you yeah, know yeah. yeah, that's my definitely. perspective anyway
1: that's what brought me here you know that's how I kind of got involved in politics here in Paris I kind of was on the sideline wondering how can people be living like this and somebody said well you got to get out there and show them. and you know when you get out there and you start seeing how the things that come across the ballot affect your neighborhoods simple things such as health care. Childcare. Those things are most definitely something that's prominent in the African-American community. And for you guys who didn't know, James B. is African-American. So just to let you know that I will sometime maybe push a little bit more from one side, but that's because we got to put it out there and explain it for each person to be able to understand something. I know my granny used to always tell me, each one, teach one. So that's what we're here to do tonight. And we're going to start by breaking down to some of the amendments. Dan, have you seen some of the amendments that's going to be on the ballot this year? I have,
0: I have. And, you know, this is exactly why we're doing this podcast is because uh, we were talking about this the other night, and you brought up the—you guys brought up—I'm not sure who actually first brought up the amendment. But you said something about the four amendments that are on the Tennessee Constitution, and I'm like, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I should know something about it. And, any, and anyone listening to this, you need to know about this. You need to know what we got going on.
1: There are four amendments that's coming up that we want everybody to be aware of because some of them is a play on word. For example, Amendment 1, they call it the right to work. But actually, the right to work actually means the right to work for less. It means the right to work without an opinion. It means the right to work without health care. It means the right to work where your boss and walk up to you and fire you for any given reason. Some people say good reason, bad reason, no reason. That's what right to work is.
0: Yeah, and, I, I, and for me, and I think I told you this when we first got together. Uh, for me, I started out really with issues with labor unions myself mm-hmm. uh, because I started out, um, you know, 20 30 years ago out of college I was like a young Republican you know and but the reason that reason that I I uh, was a Republican I think it really stemmed out of the labor issues that I had you know that I' had foisted upon me yeah uh, because I grew up in the 70s and uh, here in, in rural West Tennessee and then we ended up with uh, um, various unemployment issues, high interest rates, things like that. We were farming. So we were, uh, you know, we were just, just trying to get along, right? And then I go to college, and the first thing that my, in business school, so I wanted to, you know, be in business. And the first thing that those uh, business school teachers uh, really was, talking about was uh just-in-time inventory and how the Japanese did this and how you know this was happening and how there were no labor unions there and how labor unions were affecting uh our auto industry and the you know and and so I come out of college thinking oh unions are bad you know this this is and I don't think that's the case uh anymore and I even as late as probably 2006-2007 when Dana was uh organizing at that point, I wrote columns against unionizing Dana because mm-hmm. what I was told at that time was, "Oh well, that's going to you know be the end of right. end of employment here at Dana. That's you know they'll close this place up in uh, you know three or four years." Mm-hmm. Well, it's still open.
1: It didn't happen, did it? It's
0: still <laughs> open, and people are getting paid better, and people have 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 better insurance and mm-hmm. and a and a better wage than they had. Previous to that.
1: And see, now, that's what my input and knowledge about union had always been. From being up north, especially in the Midwest, you know, we have a lot of factories Mm -hmm. and things like that up there. I'm a former teamster myself, Local 705. I used to work for UPS. Uh, So I've kind of always been involved with unions. And I always knew that if you wanted fair pay, you needed to be a union. Employee, if you want to ha- have a chance to move up the line and not have a boss pushing you out because maybe something, let's take something as simple as your race. Let's take something as simple as the way that you dress. You know, that union store puts an end to all of that because it's very hard to fire someone once they're in a union. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people say that all union is bad for corporations. But if you look at the numbers, places that have unions, everybody there makes more money, which is better for the economy. The problem with unions is this, now you're a CEO, now you're an owner, now you're a foreman, they don't like it because now they know that they got to give you a fair piece of the pie. They know that they got to be even with you. They know that they can't just walk in and have a bad day and say, hey, Dan, you out of here today because if you throw Dan out of here today, you're going to pay Dan double time because this union steward is going to get that job back for him. Unions also bring in healthcare. Right, exactly. A lot of people don't know. Without unions, do you know that we wouldn't even have a forty-hour work week? We wouldn't have a five-day work week. We wouldn't have an eight-hour. Wouldn't
0: have weekends
1: off. Wouldn't have weekends off. (laughs) Unions mean holidays, Dan. That's right. Right. That's right. Banks get holidays. Banks get them. Federal offices get them. So why the working man can't get a holiday? (laughs) That's exactly right. Right. The union is for the local man, and that's why corporations don't like it. They're greedy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, if you go back and look at the statistics on uh, what your exec- the executive pay in America, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And and you can't continue on as a, a functioning society with three percent of of your population making you know making more than the other ninety seven percent combined. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You can't function yeah. as a society. That's that's too far upside down. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll tell you another thing. Uh, what we are you know what the big argument always is is oh well you know you're gonna you're gonna go out of business you know it's too your costs are too much mm-hmm. yeah actually actually you just need to manage better management you just need to manage your your entire operation better so uh and and if it's you know what if it is an industry where yeah. You know, you can you can move your factory somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should do that. It might be worth it. And maybe your employees should then find a better job at. Mm-hmm. You know we can't you can't have the lowest paying jobs, right. and we don't want the lowest paying right. jobs. Tennessee
1: is better than that.
0: Yeah, and just like you were saying, you you get paid better uh, in. Uh, let and it's this is this is why the South you know South is is always. Um, you know, traditionally uh, anti-union, right. right? Of the uh, of the least unionized uh, workers in America, you the from the fiftieth on up, South Carolina, North Carolina, Utah, South Dakota, Tennessee, Virginia, Georgia, Arkansas, Texas. I mean, wow. Yeah, and I bet if you took you took the uh, least uh, funded public schools, Tennessee, and you went up you went up those <laughs> okay. six or seven. I bet five of the seven would be, you know, in that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the average annual wage in uh, South Carolina is 44380 That's number 50. Uh, the average wage of uh, the number one unionized state is Hawaii at 54000 54, That's a 20%, 20, 25 20% uh, better wage, mm-hmm. you know, from 50 to, to number one. Now, there's other states that it's actually even a greater right. gap, like... Um, like uh, your Rhode Island, Alaska, you know, well, you all know about Alaska, you know, yeah. you know the big money you make there. That. That's even higher. There's even a greater difference uh, between those. But, I mean, just it goes to show you exactly what you're saying. You you need a higher tax base yeah. so that you can fund and pay for what it is we're getting. And and our, our kids deserve the best education mm-hmm. and the best resources. They just certainly deserve the same resources that kids in other parts of the country hey, get. I
1: agree with you 100%. I believe that anybody who gets up every day and works 40 hours a week should be able to support their family and take care of their family. And their kids should have the same opportunities that someone who maybe make $100,000 a year. Because you got to look at it. The children, everybody likes to use these catchphrases. The children are our future. Okay, if you believe that, then what are you pouring into the children? You can't keep them living in poverty. Because if you have the parents living in poverty, then guess what? The children live in poverty. So it's all connected. It sounds as simple as, oh, well, what are you talking about your work? Well, guess what? Where do you think the income for each household comes from? It comes from the job. It comes from the type of support and structure that's at that parent's job. So James B., I say this, for Amendment 1, you got to vote no. And that's a tricky thing, knowing when to say yes and when to say no. If you vote yes for amendment, you'll vote in favor of that amendment to go into action as it is written. So for example, right to work if you vote yes, then you're saying that you that it's okay for somebody not to pay dues to the union but still receive all of the benefits from right. the union right How much sense? you does know does that make And, and
0: I you can you can tell you can see why uh, the people on the right uh, in Nashville mm-hmm. uh, have proposed this. They're proposing it because they've got a, they've got this big, Ford plant coming in down in uh, you know huge Ford Old investment, city. and they're going to bring UAW is going to be you know part of you know mm-hmm. part of that, and there uh, and then you've got Amazon and all around the state now with a with their you know their um, uh, warehouses, right? You know, right. and this is a uh, you know an Amazon uh, headquarters state, you know mm-hmm. whatever that is. These days, where that means, yeah, works like, every everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Beware of Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know what's what that's telling you, you know, is that they, you know, they're they're gonna you're gonna have these good paying jobs, and you're gonna recruit the people that don't support exactly. the union that
1: got them these high paying they got jobs. The jobs. And I'm gonna vote against, it, even yeah. though it benefits me. You know, Dan, that's one of the craziest things. When people vote against their own interests. Yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. If that and you can you can tell what the long term what the
0: long term plan is yeah. is to erode the the power of that organization mm-hmm. when it comes in so that they can then vote them out. You know? go. And pay and you get you less. Less of them then pay you <laughs> less. <laughs> take exactly. away your
1: 401k, and, take away your vacation days. Hey, cuz you voted yes.
0: And I'll give it up to Ford. I mean, Ford has done a Ford has done an exceptional job. Exceptional job. In in managing their company, mm-hmm. uh, where went back in two thousand eight when uh, GM took a bailout and when Chrysler took a bailout, Ford did not. No. you know yeah. they uh, they managed, you know, and they and they uh, you know put together, you know, a uh, you know uh, a competitive uh, game plan, a strategic game plan mm-hmm. to succeed without taking you know the government's money. I give it up to Ford yeah. for doing that most definitely. And so I don't I don't think that just because um our our politicians Mm -hmm. are wanting to weaken labor unions ford is obviously able to work with labor unions uh just because uh, the politicians want to do it should we think that that we should want to do it i'll
1: tell everybody you know politicians yeah there are elected voices But when your elected voice starts going against what affects your house, then you got to say that your voice is bigger. And that's why elections are so important. It's no problem with, at one point in time, believing in what a politician was saying. But when that politician gets in office, follow him or follow her. Make sure that she live up to the things that they told you that they would do. And if they don't, I'm sorry. You got to vote them out. You know, you got to vote them out. Like you was talking about before, man, we got to be giving it up. For Ford, you know, uh, what Ford is doing, man, they're going to put a trade in Memphis, Tennessee. You know, Ford could have went anywhere, but they chose to come to Memphis, Tennessee. And us at Tennessee, and we should appreciate it because they're going to show us a trade that a lot of people in North America cannot do. Exactly. Because, you know, Ford is going to make their own batteries. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing, you know, yep. about this going green thing. Almost anybody can make a green car but to be able to make the batteries you know a lot of those jobs a lot of those batteries come from overseas
0: yeah and a re- and they're they're going to reclaim batteries they're yeah. the same the same facility i mean this is it's huge it's yeah. huge you know, not only are they making these trucks but they're making their batteries and they have a reclamation center for the old batteries, you know, that comes in because that's a big. We always think about that too because you know it always seems too good to be true. Uh, the uh, electric cars and yeah, everything, yeah. and then you start thinking, you go, oh wait a minute, what about the batteries? You know, what do you do with that? Well, Ford started to get a, gonna do a, a place, you know, a, a game plan for that. And uh, I, I'm I'm fired up about them coming here, them. but our people have a have a certainly have a right to get paid a, a good wage, you yeah. know, a, a fair wage and not be not have this long-term plan of, of weaseling them out of this we're just going to keep them in
1: a little bit longer that's all yeah, it'll be okay
0: later just, it's just a <laughs> it's a weasel plan just vote really no is. on amendment vote one. no on amendment one
1: vote no on amendment
0: one vote no there we go amendment two now, I think the other, I'm, I'm not, James, I'm not so sure about the, the other other three. I, I I don't know. Okay. So, let's, let's we'll kind of go through them. The, the second one's really boring. Yeah, okay? it really is. An amendment I to, couldn't
1: believe that that wasn't already in place. I'm I like, really? Is that what the heck we're doing here?
0: An <laughs> amendment <laughs> to Article 2 and Article 3 of the Constitution of Tennessee relative to the exercise of the powers and duties of the government during disability. That's a lot.
1: That's a lot. That's so basically,
0: lot. what it says governor. Uh, basically, what it says, if yeah. the governor something happens to the governor and he's sick and he's incapacitated, yeah. that the Speaker of the House will take over his his job for that yeah. time period. And as I read it, as I understand it, it just simply means that he take he takes over that job. He he still gets paid as Speaker right. of the House, but he doesn't have a vote as mm-hmm. Speaker of the House. He is strictly operating as the yeah, temporary governor. temporary governor.
1: Right. And you so, know what I think about that bill? What? Why are we voting on that? Yeah. Why is that not already because in place?
0: Evidently they Yeah. <laughs> e- evidently that's the deal. We never think about it. They, the they never took it out. Never took it out. It's yeah. crazy. And uh the
1: only one thing that I did notice in it uh, that I thought was crazy, that at one point in time, I guess the way that it's written now maybe, is because I kept trying to figure out okay, why is this really on the ballot? And right now, the lieutenant governor would take over, who is also the speaker. Of the House. yard, uh, Yeah. Right?
0: I guess, yeah. But
1: I guess right now, if it was to happen, they're saying that he would still have control over legislative branch and be the governor at the same time. And that's why I believe yeah. the conflict was. But I was saying, even with that being a conflict, how did you write that? Yeah, exactly. In the first place, there's somebody being a legislative and a judicial at the same time.
0: I'm gonna tell you time you.
1: so I guess it's just for that so I guess I I guess you want to vote yes
0: I, th- I think so <laughs> I don't think they're trying to trick us right. This I right
1: I think it's okay that if something happens to I the think they really are trying to, to have somebody take over for them to look out for them you know because you know at the end of the day we still need somebody running yeah I,
0: I, thing, I think right I think I think some some of the uh, of those guys up in uh in Nashville actually are trying to do a good job I, I yeah. really do
1: yeah you know and, hey, uh, the sunshine on a donkey
0: Every nine, right, that's, that's, right. That's,
1: right. that's right. So vote yes for two because we want to make sure that if the governor Bill Lee just having be walking around and pass out. Lord forbid, I guess, yeah. but somebody else could take that's, over till he come back if he come back. But we're gonna leave that alone. That's right. We think that we think that this is fair. Think, it's fair. We think it's. You fair. want to have a backup. <laughs>
0: now number three. This number three. Actually, I think number four is very similar this as i read it yes because uh when i first heard about it i thought it was some kind of wacky thing you know that said that was saying now we couldn't have uh pastors or whatever but Mm -hmm. actually it's taking out uh well here's what it says: an amendment to article uh nine of the constitution Mm -hmm. of tennessee relative to disqualifications but it was actually originally in our constitution And I guess in a lot of states' constitutions, Mm -hmm. they had, if you're a pastor or a priest, you cannot hold elected office. Right. And that
1: that was supposed to be part of the separation of church and state.
0: So we think that that went back, has gone back a long time, hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they basically ignored it, and they just went ahead and did it anyway. And did it anyway, right? Well, <laughs> I think I'm thinking number four is like number two. They're yeah, cleaning it up. Is. They're cleaning up stuff that they probably should have. That, done. That's
1: already happened. And then the other thing about it, it's a rule that's always been on the books that they've never enforced. Right. Exactly. Right. So what exactly. are we doing? Yeah. You know. Exactly. And do we really think? Yeah. Are we really telling somebody that if you have your own personal faith, that you decide? To worship, whether a synagogue, a tab- tabernacle, a mosque, a church, that now you are disqualified?
0: Yeah, that was a uh, that was overreaching, man. You know
1: that that's too much.
0: I don't. You know? I, it's. it's a, I don't know because oh,
1: you go to church, you don't know what's good for your community. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I that's really.
0: That's really you really got principles overreach. and
1: values, so we most definitely don't want you. I guess the government. founding
0: fathers might have made a mistake every once in a while. Well, every now and then. Or whoever they thought, were. But, you know. Founding fathers, it, a tendency it, of Tennessee,
1: And it's, it's a different time, too, you know. Uh, coming out, you know, I, I try to get a founding father's benefit of a doubt every now and then. Because sometimes I walk around scratching my head. But I say it had to be what they was going through well, we do at have the, the time. we do have to say this. You know.
0: Uh, our democracy has held up now for 250 30, 40, 40, a long year, a long yeah, time, yeah. which is good, mm-hmm. which is good. And so uh, there is it is good that we we have this democracy where we can speak, you know, and and we do have our opinion. And and we can try to convince others, because if you're in Iran right now, oh, you, you better not you, say, you say nothing
1: do the, Oh, God, <laughs>
0: man. So, uh, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree on this amendment, yeah. on number two and on number four, I think I think a yes vote is. Is definitely a thing. But I'm nope. cool
1: with men of God representing us in government. Right. I think it's okay. And women. And women. Don't let me think. i right. never say men and, that on true. the Dan and James show that we hate women. We love women. That's, <laughs> that's. I
0: was hoping Sharon would Just make some sure. laughter or something. Yeah, because our
1: audio tech. You don't know. Is a woman. If she's doing an outstanding job. Let's give it up for for our first show today. there's no. We're all figuring this out all together. But yeah. we're trying to get y'all yeah. the best thing that we possibly can yeah. to we're help just, us out.
0: We're just trying. Yeah, we're trying to be a good a good voice f- to represent everybody. All right, now the number three amendment is really gonna throw people a curveball though, because it is it is like you're like. I think it's similar to number two and four too, in the fact that what what is that doing here? Yeah. But it is a, an amendment to Article One, Section Thirty Three of the Constitution of Tennessee to prohibit slavery and involuntary servitude.
1: Wow. Whoa. Did you hear that word <laughs> slavery in two thousand and twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Still in the Tennessee Constitution.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, and. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, I don't understand why it's taking this long to, come to remove out. that.
1: And, and and what it is, and it's a loophole, It is what it is, you know, because I kind of started doing some research on it after me and Dan got together. And I really started looking at it because, just like a lot of people, I assume that slavery was out of the Constitution. But the way that it's written, once it's amended, it says that slavery is prohibited except for Ah, uh, yes. Except for criminal punishment for those who have been fairly uh, convicted of a crime. And that's the loophole. That is the little danger. And for me, it became real because, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. Before Donald Trump, there were a lot of things in politics that people didn't worry about too much to say, you know, a person will never go oh, that's never gonna happen. that far. You know, yeah. so we don't really have to yeah. ad- address that. But when Trump was in office... He used every loophole. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and and to be honest, the guy really wasn't breaking the law. That's
0: right. He was using the loopholes that we left in there.
1: The loopholes that people just thought that America had came so far that for sure we wouldn't do this or do that. He did it. And that's what made Amendment 3 important to me. Even though I think it's a lot of good people. In, uh, Nashville, And I'm, I'm going to be honest, you know, it's one of the few bills that we talked about here tonight that is co-sponsored by Republicans. OK, so Amendment 3 do have some Republican support, but it also has a lot of Republican pushback. Really? Because they say this, their fight for it is, well, we don't really have to address that this year on the ballot because it came out when we amended The Constitution. Yeah. But they keep forgetting the stuff for that word that say accept. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Accept is a big word because accept me, but if you do what comes after the word accept, then we can use it. Yeah. It it could happen. Yeah. Now, we hope that we don't get somebody in office who will say, well, you know what? I am. Yeah. Going to use it. The Constitution says I can do it. But it says he can do it. So, I think it's the type of thing where you got to be on defense, man, because you never know who might end up in office of what may happen to it. Now they said, well, you know what? We're going to take advantage yep. of that except, and I want people to be careful at looking at it because, you know, I talked about some guys that I work with, and, you know, they hear the word slavery, and they connect it to African Americans. Well, guess what? That is not what the Constitution says. It says if you have been convicted of a crime, which means that you could be white, you could be Hispanic, you could be Puerto Rican, you could also be African American. All you have to do to qualify to go back into slavery by the Constitution is commit a crime.
0: Be exactly. convicted
1: of a crime.
0: Yeah. And you, you think know? I mean the the level of opportunity for abuse there, I mean, it starts at it starts at one and goes to yeah. a thousand. Yeah. I mean you you can you could very easily say, Oh well, You know, we got away with this this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the opportunity for abuse there uh, for the right person in the right situation.
1: You never know. Yeah. You know, and that is something that would destroy our state. And whether you're red or you're blue, at some point in time, you got to put Tennessee first. That's right. You got to put your common man first, you know. And it says by, (laughs) guess what? Since it's touching on you being just convicted of a felony, guess what? What about those people that's had their rights restored or had their uh, record expunged? It does not change the fact that you were convicted of a felony, which means at any given point in time. And the thing about slavery, slavery didn't have oh, yeah. mm. a, t- a certain time period with it. There was not a cutoff. You enslaved for six months. You enslaved. People were enslaved for their lifetime. People were enslaved for generations, more than one Lifetime. So, are you trying to say, are you willing to put your life in the hands of some politician that you may not even voted for and hope that they don't take your freedom away for, guess what? A lifetime.
0: Exactly. Definitely need, you just definitely need to vote yes. Yes. On amendments for change. Amendment
1: 3. Amendment 3. And I want to say something else real quick because some people thought, well, if you say yes to Amendment 3, you would take away the work release type of programs from the penitentiaries and from the jails and the county jails. That is not true. All right? Uh what amendment three would do is it would say that slavery and what is it? Servitude in uh the, the second part of it. Help me out here, Dan. Oh you got me, man.
0: <laughs>
1: Involuntary.
0: Involuntary. Thank hey, you, sir. Servitude. What is it? Was you would there this. you go.
1: Help. But it says that those two things will be forever prohibited in Tennessee. Exactly. And that's what we want. And and that's what we want. So don't think that you got to give up your two for ones if you're locked up, if you vote for it, if your people vote for it. You're still going to get your good time if you're locked up. You can still work in the kitchen. You can still get on your work release. We're not going to take that away. We're going to get y'all free too. So don't think that if you vote yes to Amendment 3, you lost your good time. You didn't lose your good time. Tell your mama, don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh yes. Uh, okay. Tennessee has this
0: a really crazy way that they uh, that they do these amendments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it is you take the total amount. Of, let me, t- tell me if I'm wrong on mm-hmm. this, but you take the total amount of people. It's you can only do amendments to the Tennessee Constitution in a governor's election year because they take the total amount of people you're voting that's voting for governor and then they um divide it by two Mm -hmm. and add one
1: right so i don't know who the one
0: is and if (laughs) at that point if you have that many people that voted yes for the amendment, then you you make a change. Let me give you a numbers. Let me break this down into numbers. Break it down, Dan. If <laughs> if, if you had a hundred thousand people voting for in the governor's race, okay, all right, and you take that figure and divide it by two, you're looking at fifty thousand people. Okay, plus one, 50,001 people oh. must vote yes on amendment 2 3 and 4 in order for them to be you know taken out of the wow. Tennessee I never constitution. Knew that. Yeah. So it's uh it's very it's yep. a, it's a very it really they really only started this a couple of years ago. Uh, and there was a uh a, there was a court case, there was a uh, Supreme Court case mm-hmm. that that was and it was argued that this was uh constitutionally correct, you know, in the United States. So technically, now the way the our folks on the right side of the aisle, <laughs> oh dear lord, have started. The reason the way they do this, though, is they wait and they put these amendments in that in that reelection year. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they've got a Republican governor, and so they now. That's why Amendment One is you know such a dicey thing right now right. because it's obviously a right. Wing, or, you know, hey, I hate to say that because that sounds militant, but it's <laughs> obviously a right-of-center, mm-hmm. you know, idea. Yep. You know, yep. Bill, Governor Bill Lee, Lee is for it. The Haslam, the previous yeah. governor, is for it, and you know, I mean, Haslam, what are they? They own like every fuel pro in America or something like that, right? And I, you know, you see what's you see what's going on. It's the
1: thing about the rich getting richer, keeping all the prosperity to themselves, and destroying the middle class. That's what this is really about, you know. So you got to look at your own home. You know, me and Dan, we're going to come to you and we're telling you our opinion. We're trying to give you nothing but facts on this. But at the end of the day, you got to make your own decisions. You got to see how your neighborhood is really affected. Is Governor Bill Lee really helping you by bringing the right to work on it. And you know what? Right Damn. to work for less. And, and I almost messed this up and, did, and let this get by without telling y'all. You know, in our Constitution right now, we already have something similar to yes. the right yeah. to work. They've so already got we this. this. They're just the trying ballot, to make it. We need to go after that other.
0: Yeah, that's right. They're, we've yeah. already. Yeah, that's this the really thing. Just they're just, the they're just throwing, trying to tighten it up, tighten yeah. it up even more. Close the people.
1: loopholes of what they're trying to do.
0: That's right. Vote no on Amendment 1. Uh it's not right to work, it's a right to it's a right to work for less. Less. On down the road, a lot to work for a lot less. So vote yes. Vote no on amendment one, vote yes on two, three, and four.
1: Do not let us be the one of the only states in the United States to still have slavery in our constitution. Come on, Tennessee. We better than this. We are the volunteer state. I think.
0: I think we are. We need to volunteer to vote, though. Got to to volunteer to vote. vote. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. November 8th. And uh, I I think we've done a pretty good job, uh, or at least, I mean, I understand the amendments better.
1: I understand, and I learned something different today, too.
0: I'm Dan Jackson. I'm James B. Thanks for listening.
1: Local is politics. Local is politics.